Welcome to Conscious Revolution. Well, welcome to episode six, Miss Desiree. Well, hello there, Kat. How are you this lovely evening? I am well, enjoying the warm weather. Yourself? Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're going to get right into this, and I'm going to kick it off by saying I got into this book, okay? It's going to be a long one. It's called The Boy Who Knew Too Much by Kathy Bird. It's actually a pretty empowering book. It, the forward was written by Jack Canfield. Don't know if you've ever heard of him. Chicken yes. Soup for the Soul. Yes! But the premise of this book, which is why I'm bringing it up on episode six, and I think it's a great topic for tonight, is this boy who was around four years old kept telling his mom that he was Lou Gehrig. Wow. And his mom was sitting there going, huh? What are you talking about? Aww. You know, she just kind of brushed it away, brushed it away, which is what people who don't get this do. But then he started giving her specifics, like year by year, he started giving specifics where he grew up, the house he grew up in. She drove him to New York and the kid goes, yeah, that was my house. She did the research. That was Lou Gehrig's house. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Incredible book. Title of episode six, Reincarnation. Oh, I'm oh. all in. Reincarnation, because the boy who knew too much. I mean, it's a fabulous book. First of all, anybody out, out there listening, really, really deep, really in, intriguing book. But on top of that, you know, I know like Brian Weiss talks about many lives, many masters, right? So mm -hmm. what is, what you feeling about reincarnation? You can have many lives because you're one soul. And you can inhabit many bodies over many, many lifetimes. And since we never really die, you can inhabit another, I like to call it the pod, which is the bod, if you will. The dad pod. <laughs> the, dad, <laughs> the dad pod, exactly. Different from the mom pod. Um, yeah, so you can inhabit many and I know myself, because I do the Akashic Records, I've inhabited many lives. And so do I, because you did my Akashic Records. Now, what's funny about that is I had known about some of the bodies I had inhabited. So that's why I kind of chuckle and threw this at you, because let's just start with from the humanistic, simplistic brain of a human being. Reincarnation exists. Yeah! And I'm here Absolutely. to tell you folks, it does exist because I knew before I even met Desiree that I had inhabited other bodies um, because I knew I was not the body. So having said that, well, that's funny. I just got a flash of light that just went by me. So somebody's visiting me right now as we speak. Do you talk to dead people? So, wait, do you see dead people? No! I do. When you're a limitless soul, which we both are. That's what I do. You know they're going to come and eventually seek us out because we could probably understand them. So having said that... Mm. I knew before I met you, I had inhabited other bodies, and you confirmed that without me asking you any questions from the Akashic Records. Yes. Now, here's my take on it. Reincarnation does not exist from the standpoint that you do not die, you are never born. Aww. What you do is you nailed it, Miss Desiree, with you inhabit a different pod, you inhabit a different body. So the beginning and the end is the body. Conception yes. to birth to, yep, you eventually unzip and, and, and transform and transition. But that's what they call, you know, human death. But you 
are never born, you never die, because your soul is always your soul. Right. Now, here's my next level, do you want to be a millionaire question for you. Wow. Why do we keep coming back? Well, because we have lessons to learn and we have things to share and to teach. And it's part of our, we signed up for it. I mean, I, I, I hate using that, but it's so true. I mean, when you've gone through a lot in your life, you've signed up for this. I mean, you had that conversation and said, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and be this person and that person. And, and it's just part of the process. And it's part of you giving your teachings and your knowledge from not only this life, but past lives to the world today. Yes! Mm. Yeah. So... I know this to be true, and you and I talked about this, too. We choose our parents. Oh, hell no. Yes. Oh, my God. And now that you've got the records open, question for the masters. Can we predict certain amount of years of our life? Like, do we know what's going to happen before we inhabit that body? I think we do. I feel mm -hmm. we do because the masters have said so. So I yeah. feel that you know exactly what you're getting into, and that's why when you do the records... You absolutely know because I have to tell people while giving records, you chose this. You chose mm -hmm. this path. Yep. No one said it was going to be easy, but your soul said, yep, I want that one. When you are doing uh, spiritual coaching and the Akashic records, for some people, it's got to be inspiring for them to hear, you chose this body, you chose this journey, you chose this mission. But then there's got to be some people who be like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Please hang up and try again. Was I in a rush? Did I make a hasty decision? Why did I choose this shit? How do you answer oh, that? I'll tell you exactly what I tell them. Perfect. Because if you're in that mindset, you haven't done the work that you need to do to get your soul to where it's supposed to be in this lifetime. So if you're asking, oh, hell no, I didn't do that. Oh, hell no. Um, yes, you did. Oh, my God. And number two, you have to figure out why. Oh, my God. And the more you seek, the more ye shall find. Yes! Bingo. And the reason I asked you to ask the masters about predicting the first uh, third, you know, I'd say, I want to say 13. And, and the reason I say 13 is because what happens at 13? Puberty, right? That's mm -hmm. when the ego to me really takes massive form because you... uh or, well, you grow a pair. <laughs> you, right. you know, you literally start getting, including the, the biggest thing, your ego. Right. And I think at that point, that conversion point around 13, which is when puberty hits, you forget the wonder in the mind of a child. And I think that that's where your answers for your soul are, is in that heart, empathic mind of a child. Yes. Um, and that's why I asked that question. Because I, I firmly feel, I think you can predict the first several years of your life. And again, I know that's going to challenge a lot of thinking, but that's what we're here on Conscious Rep for. Yes! Right. And I think when you ask those questions about, oh, hell no, I didn't do this. That's when you need to journey back to your childhood and remember how everything felt so amazing. And you had all of these experiences and things were... Things were just light and easy at age three and four. It was Sesame Street and cartoons on Saturday and stuff like that. But you know what I'm saying? You, right. you go back to that childlike wonder and that's where you find it. 
that's right. where you find what you're why you're saying oh hell no well, and I always tell people, if, if you want to understand being in the moment and being present, three or four-year-old kid playing with a ball. Yep. A herd of buffalo could run by them and they have no idea what's going on because they're so in so tune with and connected with that ball. They think that ball is the, it's everything. It's every, every game, everything they're playing at that moment is inside that connection between them and the ball. Absolutely. I think we're on the same page. Well, we are on the same page. We usually well, that's are. a shocker. That's a shocker. <laughs> now, you know, one of the things we talked about is knowing this, knowing that you're a soul with a body and not a body with a soul, really opens up the mind and your heart and let's say even your soul connection to your body for healing. Would you agree? I absolutely would agree. Okay. So in your work in your years of doing this and from the readings and the Akashic Masters, how do we get to that knowing we truly are a soul who inhabits different bodies and this is a play. This is a play that we're in. This is a dream. Um, the real world is the soul world. That's the energetic world. How do we get people to connect to that, to understand it so they can heal? Well, I think it goes back to our last episode. You you have to realize that we are all of the same source. We are all of God, yes! source, spirit, whatever you call it. And that source is in each and every one of us, oh my God. which makes us all connected. We are all one. Once you can start really Hearing those words and understanding we are all one of the same source. So we are all walking around, in essence, as God. And that's not blasphemy. That's just real deal. Once you realize this, that's when you start to understand and unravel all of these cords and all of this nonsense that we've kind of built. So the cords are fake. Absolutely. Oh my God. Right. It's connection. Yes. I love how you said we are God and that's not blasphemy. Yes. People have this idea that God is this dead white dude. Yes. Sitting on a throne. With his finger pointed at us. Right. Just waiting for us to screw up. <laughs> What'd you do? Uh, I mean, God is watching. Right. God is watching. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, literally. Let's 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 be real here. That's what people predict and think God is. I know when that's I, what I was taught. Yeah, when I grew up in Catholicism, and you will be Judgment Day. Whatever you do, you're uh, okay. Right. Well, then you know what? None of us getting up there. Right. Um, Nobody's. Yeah. We're all going to hang out. In like purgatory. like uh, Connor Connor McGregor says, we're fucked. Oh hell no. <laughs> so God is a presence, is an energy, a universal intelligence. Universal life source. Exactly. It's like asking a fish in water, how's the water? A fish has no idea. It's been in water its whole existence. Exactly. We're in God our whole existence. So when people say, well, what's God like? You're not going to answer that because it's just the connection. So the question then is, how dirty is and corroded is your connection to God? Because that's really what you have to work on is unclogging unscrewing that connection. Well, now, wait a minute. Can I ask you? 
because I think I know the answer, but I want to hear it from you. Oh, boy. Where do you suppose the corrosion came from? Well, Miss Des, I will tell you. It came from our conditioning. Ding, 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 ding. Our beliefs, our perspectives, what we society, think is reality, parents. society, parents, oh my God. cultures. Imagine that. Religion. Re- oh, oh, hello. School. I mean, the list goes on and on. Let's be real here. But because we take that as reality, we corrode, corrupt, and just rust the shit out of the connection we have with God. And I'm going to read something really quick from, you know, I read this... I read this book called The Course in Miracles, and I know you're very familiar with that, but I'm I am. I'm just talking about this to the uh, listeners out there. A Course in Miracles is something I read I commit to daily. I read it every day because it's he the does. journey. Yeah, it's a journey I'm on. It's almost like I wrote it. You might have. <laughs> and it's beautiful because you know, there's always every day I open this up and I and I get this profound like I needed to hear that this day. So I want you to listen because it's so funny we're talking about like reincarnation and what we're talking about today. Thus are you not the dreamer but the dream. And so you wander idly in and out of places and events that it contrives. That this all the body does is true, for it is but a figure in a dream. But who reacts to figures in a dream unless he sees them as if they were real? The instant that he sees them as they are, they have made no more effects on him, because he understands he gave them their effects by causing them and making them see real. Now, if that doesn't just describe what we talked about with your conditioning, what you feel reality is, they're talking about how we're actually the dreamer in this dream, that this is like a play. It's an orchestra. We're walking around with virtual reality headsets on 24-7. Oh, my God. In matter. Oh, my God. The question that I have is, what are you learning? And more important, what are you teaching? others to learn while you're here on your mission. You go, girl. Well, I'm teaching them what not to do because the the most amazing teacher is all of the things you could have gotten right, but you needed to grow. So I tell them from my perspective, a lot of the things that I would do over. However, as I say this, I'm smiling to myself and the masters are telling me, but you needed to do it. Mm-hmm. You needed to go through it. Yes! Yep. So I'm sorry. As I went off on a tangent, re- repeat the question, please, Alex. <laughs> well, Desiree, for 200, you can answer. Who do you choose to be? Do you choose to be the connection to God, being God, bringing that God-minded energy and awareness to other people? Or be a turd that lays in the grass. Oh my god. A turd that lays in the grass. Wow. Oh my god. That was profound. That mm. was like Socrates or Plato yes. put that me, out there. Me and Socrates, I, we know. <laughs> anyway, I choose to be a soul. However, I will tell you this. I can s- sit in front of a client. I can Zoom with a client. We can talk about our souls. It is a lot of work to undo the rusty cords. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. And it's also harder to do when you're doing your work and undoing the damage. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. but you've got everyone around you who's not drinking the clean the cord Kool-Aid. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So you have a double whammy. And if you're an empath at all, and you've got that energy around you, plus you're trying to do your work, you need a vacation. <laughs> oh, my God. Dr. Leo Marvin, you need a vacation from your problems, Bob. Exactly. <laughs> it's so true. But oh, okay. my God. It's yeah, so it, it, true. <laughs> that was a great, great movie. Uh, what about Bob? Yeah. I, I want to deep dive with you a little bit more because you said you something. Deep dive? You always yeah, say deep, deep dive. Let's yeah. deep dive. Let's deep dive. You talk about, and you talk, you and I talked about this before, where the world is full of empaths. Like, mm-hmm. you have to lose your sight. In the right. physical, you know, it's like being completely blind in the physical to yes. see. So tell me more about that. Because I, one of my favorite prayers is St. Francis of Assisi. Like I always connected to that prayer. Um, you know, I was blind, but now I see. So when we were talking about this, that instantly came to me and so that, that hymn. So talk to us about that. Okay. Well, we, we spoke about this and, and I always said, I wonder what we would be like as a society if we were all born without sight and we're forced to use our other senses. Because if you think about it, if we didn't have vision, if we didn't see and perceive, using that word because that's really strong, perceive what we see, we would be forced to use our other senses, namely our. when you're an empath, you use your heart. Mm-hmm. So if you're using your heart, you're connecting to other people's souls and energy, which is exactly how I do my work. Right. If there were no eyes to see, would we not see color? Would we not see sexuality? Would we Mm. not see all of the things that people judge in this world that are causing so much havoc in the news and all of the things? If we didn't see, could we just be able to be who we truly are? Brilliant. And I'm going to add one thing to that. Please add. If we could see with our heart, soul, and mind, instead of not only ours, our eyes, but the conditioned eyes of others who tell us what to see, can you imagine how this world would transform instantly? Yes. Yes, it's called heaven. <laughs> exactly. Hi, welcome. Right. I'm St. Peter. <laughs> Welcome to the gate. Let's, Welcome to the gate. And by the way, you know, he's not going to sit there and talk about like what you did because again, right. there's again, not a, he doesn't have a scroll in front of him with his pen. Without going, a, oh yeah, I saw what you did. Yeah. Without a doubt, you know this, I know this, I've inhabited lots of bodies. So, you know, here's the thing. You ain't going to no gate to know if you're going to be let back in because guess what? I came back again and, you know, took on this cat body. So, right. yeah, As here we did are. I. Right. As did I and here we are. I, I feel that. Like, I really feel that because I'm the same way. I meet somebody, I connect to them instantly. I know what they're about. I know who they are in seconds, moments, right? right. Then I also, like, it doesn't matter. You go buy a car, you go buy a house, you go do whatever you use. I know within seconds or moments if you're trying to bullshit me. Oh, my God. I just do. Right. And, it's, and, and you can't. So stop it. Now that we're part of this connection, now that we're more and more people are realizing it, Caesar Milan said this brilliantly when he was talking about dogs. Dogs do not follow an unbalanced pack leader. Boy, I wish humans were like that. You know, I mean, 
Think about it. Exactly. Oh, ding, 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 ding. He said this one time on National Geographic. They don't. They don't follow follow an unbalanced pack leader. We're, we're turning into that. Humans are turning into that because oh, they're letting their soul speak. They're right. letting their soul and their heart speak. So I guess the question then is, how do we change our eyes so that we listen with our heart and feel with our heart and soul? It's like anything else. It's a learned process. And that, my dear, is exactly what we are here to do, is to teach people to go within their heart and to feel before they speak or see. Absolutely. And where do you feel that starts? Because I think, and I know, I I feel. Yep, I'm pretty sure it's a good feeling. There Um, you go. I feel it starts with non-judgment. I really do. Um, Wow. You know? Who are we to judge anyone? Who are we? I love that question. It's the truth. Who are we to judge? What do you think of so-and-so? Who am I to judge that person? Right. Right. Because that is exactly why we have a lot of the issues we have today. Because people are too busy talking about what's right and what's wrong. And what's right and what's wrong according to whom? Exactly. Right. Precisely. Right. One of my favorite stories is when Jesus came into town and, and they, they had this woman there about to stone and, mm-hmm. they, you know, she committed adultery. Aww. Jesus had a, allegedly, this is the Bible, well, you know, he had a quandary. Well, you know, cannot support adultery, but at the same time, he's sitting there going, but you can't stone the woman. Oh, hell no. He did what a brilliant master does. It, it, you're in a double bind. All right, well. Let the person without sin throw the first stone. And there was no answer to that, right? Exactly. Now, there's a funny ending to that. There was a stone that came flying through the crowd. Jesus turned around and said, Mother. Oh, my God. But (laughs) anyway, I know. Another reason. We're all going to hell. Uh, No, hell doesn't exist, folks. Non-judgment. Who am I to judge you? Who am I to know your path? So then this leads to, think about this. I love when the Pope said this one time when he was put on the, the new Pope Francis, who I love and adore. He is really a, a light for, for many religions. People and much follow. needed. Yes. Bingo. And he said something when they were asking him about gay marriage um, in the Catholic Church. And he said, who am I to judge a gay person? Again, absolutely brilliant. And he You're took a, a lot of heat for that, too, He by absolutely the way. did. He took a ton of heat for that. But he's 100% right. If people should have stopped and looked and said... The Pope just said, who am I to judge? Now, he's supposed to be a big deal, right, in the Vatican? Right, right. yeah. But he said it. Yeah! And we're judging him. Right. Then it go leads into, we're talking about the reincarnation, which I'm going to just answer right flat. There is no reincarnation. It's just we inhabit a different body. And I think I may have said this, but I'm just going to reiterate it. Reincarnation is what we understand, but really there is no reincarnation because you just inhabit a different body. It's your body. Right. Or you should understand at this point, why a soul loves a soul. So when you see two people, be it hetero or homosexual, you're understanding that their soul connected with them on a deep level on each, with each other, that they love each other. Right. So whether you understand it or not, it doesn't matter because they love each other because their souls are aligned. Right. That, that, that explains it. I mean, there's your answer right there. Yeah. Who, who are we to judge that? When we're right. souls, we're souls trying to spread the love ourselves. Yes! Absolutely, because love is love, and that's 
all it is. That's mm-hmm. what matters. Right. All you need is love. John Lennon. There you go. There's another part, and I thought this was cool in the in, in the Course in Miracles. I was reading this. It was the same chapter, but it said, Salvation is a secret you have kept but from yourself. The universe proclaims it so. Yet it, to its witnesses you pay no heed at all, for they attest the thing you do not want to know. They seem to keep it secret from you. Yet you need but learn. You choose but not to listen, not to see. And here's what they put at the end. Now need you but to learn that both of you are innocent or guilty. Talking about judgment, right? Right. And the one thing that is impossible is that you be unlike each other. That they are, they both are true. So you either see somebody as guilty or you see them as innocent. And the non-judgment, heaven, uh, spiritual is you see them as innocent. And this is the key line. This is the only secret yet to learn. And it will be no secret. You are healed. Mic drop. Wow. Mic drop. So that's that's the secret. That's what they're saying. Once you know that you are a divine soul connected to God at all times, with that's just inhabiting this body, and this body is the dream. It's the play. You start to see people as innocent because their soul is pure. Their soul is innocent. And you recognize that soul. When you recognize that soul and you recognize the love and the divinity they are, you don't charge them with guilt. Right. And the thing is, too, they don't necessarily have to love you back. If they're mad, ranting, and raving, that's the best time to throw love. Because you don't judge them for the way they feel. You let them feel the way that they do and send love right to them. It doesn't matter. It's still going to change the vibration. It's going to change the connection. And why is that so important? Why is that so important that you do you? Like you, you send that love regardless. And it's, it, it, it's hurtful. It's painful. It sucks. It's not easy. But why do you send love when they send you hate? Because love is the key. And love is what abolishes. That's what we're all here for. That's what we're all here to do is to send love and to keep the heart connected. Regardless mm-hmm. of how angry they are, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's important to send the love. Yes! Totally Why? Why do you think? Why do I think? Yeah. Why do you think? Because it goes back to what I said in episode one, love and peace is all there is. We created right. everything else. That's right. That's it. It's a that's, creation that's in our own minds. Do you have a question for us, Kat? Because uh, we're coming up on 29. So. Yeah. I, well, did you get one that was emailed to you? I can't remember. No, that was all you. Okay. So the question is is simple, and it's actually pretty pretty funny. <laughs> Would Chucky the doll from the movie Child's Play deserve the COVID vaccine. Oh my God. Because we're a conscious revolution, we entertain enlightening questions. That is enlightening. Oh my God. Let's go with this. Would Chucky the doll? Oh my God. Well, first and foremost, he's a doll. No! Please hang up and try again. Let's just end that really quick. He's not getting a vaccine. No! He's an inanimate right. object. That's number one. Number two, he he's not getting the vaccine because it's a movie. No. But we just talked about the dream and how we're in it. 
and this isn't reality. So I'm going to respect the movie because that's our form in the humanistic world of creating that unreality. What, what I have learned, and, and I want your, your tidbit on this. Sure. Um, in, in getting to know the incredible, divine, and inspiring healthcare workers, and particularly I'm going to even say nurses in this case. Absolutely. You walk into a medical facility and you want a vaccine, you want whatever. They do not ask you where you've been. Tell me about your past. They don't know. There is no checklist before you get your vaccine. The only checklist they want to know is your medical history. That's it. Right. Like, do you have allergies? Do you have these? Have you been exposed to this? Blah, blah, blah. And it's a non-judgment. Again, it's just we need to know because we need to get you the proper medication. If that isn't a modern-day explanation for the divine, what I have seen these nurses, particularly these doctors, these, these EMTs, do during COVID when they were staring down one of the most unknown crazy viruses, the pandemic we've had in a hundred and some years. Sure. They showed love. They helped you anyway. So to answer your question, anyway, would a doll receive the vaccine? No. Oh, hell no. Um, And I know you're picking somebody sent that for Chucky because of all the crazy people he destroyed in his movies as a doll. I just don't understand that. But he did have a soul because didn't he have a, yep. somebody inhabited him? Yeah. yeah, some crazy witch doctor inhabited soul him. Soul Chucky. Yeah, not sure why we didn't just take a baseball bat and right. you know, end that quick. But anyway, anybody gets the vaccine and they don't ask you and judgmentally what you've done and why because if you're there for the vaccine, it's administered. And that to me is again the modern day divinity and proof of divinity uh, that I witnessed. You roll with it from here. Well, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I think obviously Chucky's not getting the vaccine, but it wasn't because he was an evil soul. Mm-hmm. It was because he's a doll. Are you sure he and was good because he was redhead? Come on. Oh my God. I might be. <laughs> no offense to my redheaded sisters and brothers. <laughs> um, you're right. This doesn't have anything to do with what you've done or who you've been with or where you've gone. There's no history here. There's no judgment. There should be no judgment. We have to stop using judgment against one another because that is exactly why we are at where we're at. Yeah, vaccines all the way around. I don't care what you did. Bingo. And I think that that is a unique but brilliant question for whoever asked it. Thank you very, very much. And I'm pretty sure that concludes episode six for us today, D. It does indeed. I thank you. Um, Peace, love, and hugs to all. Love each other. That's what matters. Peace, love, and light. Welcome to Conscious Revolution. <laughs> <laughs>